Four years ago, Shauna and I had an opportunity to go on a business trip to Alaska. It's a beautiful place, and on our flight back home, our plane flew over Mount McKinley, which is the tallest mountain in North America. Even though we were only flying over the mountain, it was exciting to think of mountain climbers scaling the slopes of the Denali on the way to a peak and a mountaintop experience. We humans often have a tendency to want to seek out those mountaintop experiences, don't we? Sometimes those experiences are physical, like climbing Mount McKinley or hiking the Appalachian Trail or a mountain cabin getaway. Other times we have spiritual mountaintops uh, where we experience God and we feel very, very close to God. An answered prayer, a faith alive or crucio experience, a healing or a miracle can leave us with the sense of being on a spiritual mountaintop. Well, the mountaintop is a symbol of encountering God, and the Bible is full of instances where people have had divine experiences on a mountain. Moses received the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai. Elijah defeated the prophets of Baal on the top of Mount Carmel. The temple in Jerusalem is built on Mount Zion. And Jesus' most famous teaching, the Sermon on the Mount, was delivered on a mountaintop. So if humans ex want mountaintop experiences, and if the mountaintop is a place associated with experiencing God, it should not come as any surprise that Jesus led Peter, James, and John up a mountain where he allowed them to witness the transfiguration, an event where the disciples caught a glimpse of the divine nature of Jesus Christ. Well, the Gospel of Mark records that Jesus took his leadership team of disciples, Peter, James, and John, and led them up a high mountain for a mountaintop experience of their own. On the mountain, Jesus was transfigured before them. And to be transfigured means to go through a metamorphosis, which involves a sudden or obvious change in body structure. It's, it's a change in form. And words can hardly describe what the disciples saw. But Mark says in verse 3 that Jesus' clothes became so radiant and intensely white as no one on earth could possibly bleach them. Before their very eyes, Jesus' outward appearance became an expression of his inward reality of his deity and his majesty. There on the mountain, they could clearly see that Jesus was not only human, but also divine. His human exterior was transfigured to reveal his godly interior. On top of that, Moses, the great lawgiver, and Elijah, the great prophet, appeared on the mountain with him. There they bore witness to the fact that Jesus fulfills the law and the prophets as the chosen vessel of God's mercy and his grace and his salvation. And if that wasn't enough... A cloud overshadowed them, and the voice of God himself spoke and said, This is my beloved Son. Listen to him. Now there is a mountaintop experience if there ever was one. And then, suddenly, almost as quickly as it began, it was over. And the disciples were left with Jesus to come down off the mountain. To the naked eye, this mountaintop experience could seem like a random episode. But the way the gospel presents the transfiguration, this event obviously had purpose. You see, although the miracle of the transfiguration happened to Jesus, 
It happened for the disciples. They were allowed to witness this epiphany to strengthen their commitment to follow Jesus wherever he went. Eventually, of course, there would be another mountaintop experience, the resurrection. But between the mountain of transfiguration and the resurrection of Easter, there would be a great valley. And in that valley, there would be betrayal, a mock trial, the passion, and the crucifixion. So on this mountaintop, Jesus was preparing the disciples for the upcoming valley through which they had to travel. And they certainly needed to be prepared. You know, Peter, whatever he says, what comes up comes out. And Peter's response to the transfiguration demonstrates his unpreparedness. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it's good that we're here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. But Peter didn't want this mountaintop experience to end. You see, six days prior, Jesus told Peter and the disciples that the Messiah must suffer many things, be rejected by his own people, and be killed and rise on the third day. Well, Peter didn't like the sound of all that, and he certainly didn't understand it yet. So perhaps by building tents or booths on the mountain, he thought he could encourage this stunning epiphany to last forever. But there can be no tents on the mountaintop. Peter and James and John had to come back down into the valley. The transfiguration was a special revelation of Jesus' true glory and purity, but it was temporary and intended to prepare the disciples for the upcoming valley, a valley littered with deceit, despair, and death. The disciples would soon realize an important fact, that only through passing through the valley of the shadow of death could Jesus show his power over death and demonstrate his authority to raise them and us from the dead on the last day. At the transfiguration, Peter and James and John experienced a wonderful moment on the mountaintop with Jesus. And understandably, they didn't want to leave. Sometimes we too have such an awesome experience of faith that we want to find ways to linger in the glory of the Lord. Knowing that struggles await us in the valley of our daily lives tempts us to try to remain on the mountaintop. But Jesus is the only one transfigured on the mountaintop. Our transformation takes place in the valley. Not only does our transformation occur in a different place than Jesus, it happens in a different way too. His human exterior was transfigured to reveal his godly interior. Now our exteriors can actually look pretty good and even smell good too. But inside, our interior can be dark and ugly and we can be spiritually empty. We often put up an exterior facade of holiness, piety, and goodness while living with a fallen, sinful, and broken interior inside ourselves. But thanks be to God, through faith in Jesus Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit, our interiors can be transformed to excel beyond whatever is visible on the exterior. And more often than not, like it or not, our transformation takes place in the valley. It happens when we seek God's will in the midst of a personal tragedy, while we feed the hungry when we haven't eaten, when we comfort the poor when we are uncomfortable, when we speak kind words when we are in a foul mood, or when we persist in prayer when we don't feel like praying anymore. Many times our experiences in the valley are unpleasant, 
Because down here in the valley, we have to pick up our cross daily and follow Christ. But when we persevere in, the, in our faith in the valleys in spite of what's going on, and when we realize that the Son of God is with us in the valley, we grow in our faith in Christ, and we are prepared to appreciate the next mountaintop experience that much more. In fact, when we trust and follow Jesus in the valley, we're actually being prepared for the ultimate mountaintop experience. The resurrection, where our bodies will be transfigured and renewed and where we will experience eternal joy in the presence of God. But to experience the mountaintop of the resurrection, we have to believe in Jesus Christ and have faith down in the valley. Glimpses of glory on the mountain and spiritual growth in the valley are so important in our Christian walk that they're actually factored into the church calendar. Think about it. We've just completed the seasons of Christmas and now Epiphany, where the scriptures have shown us the incarnation of God and the birth of Jesus and the revelation of Jesus' divine nature through his baptism and through the miracles of the Epiphany, all culminating in this one last mountaintop experience in the Transfiguration. On Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, we begin the season of Lent. And Lent is a season of penance, self-denial and prayer where we rededicate ourselves to Jesus Christ in preparation for Easter. Lent can sometimes feel like a valley, especially after the mountaintop experiences of Christmas and Epiphany. But our faith can be transformed and increased in Lent as we sacrifice some food or some luxury or convenience and take on some spiritual discipline in its place. If Lent feels like a valley to you, Consider it the valley of transformation as you prepare to meet the transfigured Jesus in the celebration of his resurrection on Easter Sunday. Our faith grows in the valley as we're transformed by Jesus in the valley. And when we travel through the valleys of life, consider them the experiences that will grow our faith in the final preparation for our transformation into glory at the bodily resurrection at the end of the age. So I ask you to take stock of where you are now spiritually. Have you been to the mountaintop? Have you caught a glimpse of the transfigured glory of the Lord? Are you prepared for life back down in the valley? Are you ready for a transformation of your own? Remember, Lent is the valley of transformation between the mountaintops of the incarnation and the resurrection. And in this upcoming liturgical valley, I challenge each of us to take Lent seriously. Give up something sacrificially. Take on some type of discipline to aid in your transformation. Make yourself available to the life-giving and transforming spirit of Jesus during Lent as you prepare to celebrate Easter. It just may set you on the trail to transformation fulfillment that has been promised to you and to me and to all of us at the resurrection through our faith in Jesus Christ. The mountaintop is amazing, but the valley is transforming. Now, pull up those tent stakes. It's time to head back down into the valley. It's time to be prepared for Easter. Amen.